Hey everyone, welcome back to the Austin Reynolds Sports Talk Show. We are back with another show. I'm the host, Austin Reynolds. Sorry I didn't do a podcast yesterday, and sorry this is a real late podcast. That's some stuff going on today, and I wasn't able to get all my paperwork and notes done for the podcast. But we're here now, so let's get up in prayer and let's get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for another great day, another blessed weekend. I pray that you're giving everybody a great weekend. I pray that we all get a good night rest tonight and we all end up in church tomorrow. Giving you all the glory because without everything going on, it's not possible without you, Lord. And we need to love you and praise you and give you all the glory each and every day of the the week. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, guys, we got a pretty good show lined up today. Um, We're going to start off with the SEC finishing 1-2-3 in the um, recruiting after National Signing Day. Now, if two of the people in there, you know, it's not a surprise. But Texas A&M landed the number one spot with Alabama second and Georgia third. Georgia, I mean, the SEC had 10 teams in the top 25 this year. And and that's impressive. I mean, they dominated the recruits. But A&M came in and just completely whooped it. And I think that's a good thing. I think this is the year. Crazy stuff happened like it did this year that we could say three SEC teams in the final four. I mean, it's gonna be almost impossible, but it's a possibility if these teams can do what I think they can do. What I think all three of these teams can do, I think you can see either one of these teams in the playoffs at least two. I mean, it could be Texas A&M, Alabama, Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. You know, it's gonna be crazy. And I think if JT goes to Texas A&M, it changes the landscape of this whole thing. I think Texas A&M is a threat to beat Bama. They just beat them last year. I think they're even a bigger threat. JT is their quarterback. That's just my opinion on that, you know. But, I mean, this is great. I mean, A&M jumped over everybody. Um, a lot of people trying to blame it on the NI, NLI contract or NIL contract things. I don't know. And I don't get into all that stuff because, you know, a team going to do what they want to do. And I've always believed players get paid to go to these big schools. I've always been. You know, they may not admit to it. may say they don't. That's just my belief on that. But this this definitely – um. Congrats to A&M, man. A&M did their thing. They in the number one spot, but the fact that we got three SEC schools in the top, and it's the top three recruiting teams in the nation is crazy. And it's great. I love that, man. I'm an SEC boy, so I definitely love that. You know, I can't wait to see what these teams are going to do. And like I said, y'all already know my prediction. Y'all know I don't think Texas A&M really going to get in, but that's just because, you know, I I don't think it's gonna happen, but I mean, I'm saying there is a possibility if all three of these teams went like 11 and one, 12 and one. If Georgia went 12 and one, Alabama went 11 and one, Texas A&M went 12 and one. I don't know, and I mean, if you don't, and if you don't have undefeated conference champions, I don't know how you. That's a, that's a tough argument to even have on the situation next year. So we'll see how it go, and we'll just monitor it, man. But yeah, that's that's great. That's great to see, and it's great to know that these teams are taking over to recruit. With Georgia, Bama's been up there. I mean, SEC's been number one, I think, in the last 12 or 14 years in recruiting. So, and they, it, it was just Georgia and Bama. So now the A&M's getting in there. It's making it a run. It's making the SEC stronger. But um, we're going to jump into our next topic. And remember, guys, I'm doing two Atlanta Hawks recap games because I didn't do my pocket yesterday. So I will be doing a recap on the Hawks versus the Suns and the Hawks versus the Raptors. So we're going to start off with the Hawks and the Suns game, which was Thursday night when the Atlanta Hawks had a great close game with the Suns. I mean, a great game with 124-115 win. I mean, for the most part, they was up double digits multiple times in the second half, but it was still close, you know. 
excuse me guys, I'm sorry. But I mean the key players in this game was for the Suns. Who else? Devin Booker with thirty two points and three assists. And for Atlanta, you know my boy Ice I mean he he dropped a bag on him. Forty three points and five assists. That he went slap crazy out there in that second half on him. And most most of the I mean for for the most part of this game, it was pretty good evenly. I mean field goal percentage they both shot it they both shot it fifty two percent free throws was seventy seven to seventy two in favor of the Suns and rebounds on be out rebounded them forty one to thirty nine. But here's what my biggest factor thinking this game was it really killed it, it was a three point shot. The Suns was nine out of thirty two at twenty eight percent. And Atlanta was 20 out of 41 at 48%. I mean, they just slapped went crazy from three. Even Trey, Trey was snapping from three. Um, but I mean, overall, this was a great game. It was fun to watch. And, you know, as a Hawk fan, I was glad to get that dub because we're getting closer and closer to getting back to 500. But, you know, because I, I expect more out of this Hawks team. I expect a whole lot more. And I was just proud of him in general. It was a great game. Yes, I'm biased to my fans and to my teams. I'm always going to be like that. Now, if I ever get big, I have to be unbiased. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that was a great game. Sorry, guys. I had to check on something. But that leads me to my next game where the Raptors beat my Hawks 125 to 114. And Siakam for the Raptors dropped 33 points and 9 rebounds. And Trey Young had another good game with 22 points and 13 assists. Um, Three-point percentage and field goal percentage played a very big part in this game. Because free-throw-wise, and all the other categories wasn't that far off. But free-throw-wise was 90 to 88% on the Hawks' favor. But when you go to field goal percentage, we only shot 46%. You shoot, that's actually pretty decent. But the fact that the Raptors shot 56% was very tough on Atlanta. But three-point percentage is where it gets bad. We shot a whopping 31% compared to their 63. The Raptors were hot. With three-point range and field goal range, they was doing anything up and down the court, and they played real good. I mean, they had more turnovers. Than they literally had 17. We had, like, nine. So, like, that was the thing that people don't realize is that really, that's what killed us was shooting, you know. But Atlanta's going to be a team. If their three points are cold, it's going to be harder for them to win. And that's just how that's set up. But... Like I said, Atlanta went one and one in these two games. We're think twenty five and twenty six. We're still in the run for the playoffs for the play in tournament, but we just got to continue to keep getting better and better. And I'm proud of them because they did turn this around. We won in the last like eight out of ten because they were struggling, but it's a good thing to see that. But then we're gonna hop into our last topic, which is the NASCAR Bush Clash at the Coliseum, which is Angels Memorial Coliseum, which you know where USC plays at. And I'm going to give you a little background on how it got started. On, on, on the 14th of 2021, NASCAR announced that the Bush Clash will be moved, which is normally at Daytona. They normally do, they normally, like last year, they did the three weeks at Daytona. Normally they do, like, the three weeks at Daytona. But they moved it. They moved it to, like I said, Coliseum and on November 9th, 21, the format for the 2022 class was announced. And this is basically how it goes down. Um, the event is open for all teams and drivers for the first time in its history, which is dope, man, because you open it up to people, you know, making it more, you know what I'm saying? You open it up to any, for every team and drivers 
So that's dope. So you get you know, all your drivers on your team in there. They can get their chance. Now, I like this at the Coliseum. It's different. It's just real short. Because um, I just got done watching the practice and qualifying for today. And it was real good. Kyle Bush caught that pole. Which I know that's my favorite driver. Well, y'all probably don't know that. But that's my favorite driver. And, uh, and they're going to do heat races with this. Which I love that too. It's a fact, and they'll do a total of 350 laps in seven races. The 36 charter teams and up to four open teams will participate in qualifying. And should more than 40 teams enter the race, it is unknown if qualifying will determine who advances to the heat races. I know for a fact 36 team drivers made it to the heat race today. So I'm qualified. So I don't know how that works, but I'm, cause I'm just not learning this. But this is, but I know 36 teams got it. And. And then based on lap times, cars are put in four heat races of, of 25 laps each. And the top four drivers in each 25 lap heat will advance to the feature. And all non-advancing drivers in the 25 heat laps are assigned to one of the two 50 lap races. So basically, like if you didn't advance, then there's going to be... Then, then there's going to be the two 50 lap races in the top three drivers in each of the 50 lap heats will advance to the feature. And the highest driver in the 2021 Cup point standings not already advanced will advance to the feature in the last position. So, like, right now, if Kyle Larson didn't advance, he was a champion last year, he, he would go up. And the next person that was behind him, I think it was Denny, he would go, just, just go down the list. And the feature will have 23 drivers who will race for 150 laps to see who wins the bus class. Um, it's going to be a great race. Um. I really thought, sat back and thought about it. I know, I think Kyle Larson qualified seventh or eighth or ninth. I can't remember, but that's the guy I see winning this. Because, I mean, he just came off a crazy year, man. Dominating, win, win, win. Won the championship. Won like a month and a half straight last year. I mean, dude was dominating. And, um, but yeah, I see this fitting him more. Just with dirt track racing. And it's not dirt track, but short track racing. I see this benefiting him more. And Truex qualified real bad at 33rd. But I think he can fix it up and get better. Get up there because he's a good short track racer too. And I'm not just creating my boy Kyle Busch. But I really think this is Kyle Larson's race. I feel like this will be a race that he can probably get up front. If he gets up front, then nobody's going to pass him. You know, but that's just me. But... I like the fact that they changed it to the Coliseum. It's shorter, it's more, it's more fun. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see some wrecks. I'm pretty sure you know how it is, man. Short track racing is always entertaining. It's always fun. And But y'all definitely am going to enjoy the um watching this this year. As I do every year, I enjoy watching it every year. But, you know, seeing that different place and different and the way they got the format set up, it's going to be exciting and I can't wait to watch it. And it'll be tomorrow. I think it starts at 6. So it's going to be a great day of racing. Get ready for the 500. So NASCAR season's back. One of my favorite times of the year. Favorite times of the year is football, basketball, and NASCAR. When them three get back, I'm always excited, man. Because like y'all, y'all know I love sports. I love talking about it. And I'm so excited. This NASCAR season started, man. But, yeah, I'm, like I said, I know again, my podcast was short. And I need to make an announcement. Um, I wasn't able to get to the studio this weekend, so it is through my phone this weekend. Next weekend, I will try to get back to doing my to trying to get back to having Saturday and Sunday where I do do my podcast at the um studio. But like I said, it all comes by how much money I have and everything and all that to, to put back to it because I do have a regular job. This is my goal. Is to, like I said, I don't ever really ever 
Well, if y'all listen to my podcast with Nathan College, y'all know my goal in like the next five years and not be working a regular job no more. Really, in the next two or three years, if I can never get it big enough, that's my goal is to have just just to be my career, and I don't have to worry about nothing else. And yeah, about the merch, um, I'm basically already sold out because I did a small order, which is only ten, ten shirts. So what I'm gonna do is right now I'm not getting a lot of people flowing in, just wanting them. So what I'm gonna do is I'm supposed to get and everybody that's bought one is listening to this. Your merch is supposed to be here February 20th, and I will be getting them out after I go pick them up. And what I'm gonna start doing is is every time I get ten people on, ten people sign up that want some, that's when I pick the order. And it takes 14 days for the order, and they'll be here. That's how I'm gonna do it. So and now if I go a couple weeks and I ain't have it three or four, I'll go ahead and order. You know, but I'm trying to keep it in like small anchors now. Eventually, I'm hoping that I can get 30, 40 people. Every two weeks, want to order them, and I can go ahead and bump them in and do more things, and the product could go up. But I really do appreciate every one of y'all that has bought a shirt so far, that has well, has ordered a shirt. Y'all haven't purchased it yet, because I'm not going to make nobody purchase it until they get it in their hands. But, I mean, like I said, I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate everybody that has bought one, and I appreciate everybody that tunes into my show and that continuously supports this, because without y'all, none of this is possible, man. Y'all make this work. Y'all make this flow. My passion, my passion keeps me going, but y'all will keep me motivated, man. The fact that y'all watch it, and and I'm gonna let y'all know I'm 19 views away, like on on Anchor, from getting my first and my first basically endorsement thing where I get where I get sponsored and I start getting paid for it. So I'm extremely excited about that, and I can't wait to get that up and moving. And man, 2022 has been a blessed year so far. We're going to keep it rocking. But I'm going to hit us with a prayer. We all going to have a good rest of the weekend. Do you have any thoughts? Thank you again for another great podcast. Thank you for the fans, the, my family, and everybody that has supported me through this. And I pray each and every one, everybody in the world has a great rest of the weekend. They get in church, and everybody just has a great weekend in general. And I pray we continue to give you the glory. We continue to let everybody else know about you because you will make everything move and rock. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we thank you again for everything that you do for us, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. And all right, guys, I appreciate y'all for tuning into the show. I'm going to try my best. My podcast tomorrow will be dropped at 6 p.m. Make sure y'all tune in. And without further ado, man, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Remember, it's all gas, no breaks, all 2022. Peace.